Hello everybody, hello everyone. Welcome to the Thinking Drinkers European Championship of Drink. My name is Ben, this is Tom, and we are the award-winning hosts of the award-winning podcast Around the World and Anti Drinks. Watch this video, enjoy it, say great things about it, and then go and listen to our podcast from all your podcast providers. But today we are discussing and tasting all the country's booze in Group E. And those countries are as follows. Sweden, Republic of Ireland, yes, they qualified. Spain and Poland. It's very exciting, isn't it, Tom? It is. This is a belter of a group when it comes to uh, the drinks, at the very least. Um, all these nations have brought their A game to Group E. Haven't they? A for alcohol, um, Tom. Yeah, I like it. Nice. Um, but I guess we're going to start with the Swedes. We're going to kick off with yeah. uh, the Swedes, who have brought with them to start their campaign Absolute Elix. Get your, get your ladies up. Get your lovely oh, yeah. Swedish ladies. Because one of the great things about the Swedes is... Oh, oh that's, too, that's too... That's too... Is that that's too, too much? much? That's too much, Tom. Well, that's just love. It's love. Anyway, let's let's yeah, talk wait, about. Wait, wait, wait. Let's have one look. Not one more look. Um, let's talk. Let's talk about the vodka. Let's not get distracted. Yeah. No. Uh, because uh, absolute elixir. This is uh, a luxury vodka. Uh, so if you if you're happy to spend a few quid on a bottle of vodka, this is the the one for you. And it was at, recently uh, it appeared in the TV show Succession, didn't it, Ben? It did. Um, and Logan Roy was seen grabbing a bottle of this. So if you're a fan of Succession, Logan Roy, obviously for Ben and I, a, a true role model when it comes to uh, luxury lifestyle choices, but also, and also a way of parenting. And parenting. Don't take um, any. Yeah, he doesn't. He doesn't. Right. He knows how to deal with his kids. Um, but in the show, uh, one of our favourite moments is when his son-in-law, Tom uh, Wamsgans, who's played by uh, uh, excellently by Matthew McFadden, he says, uh, buckle up, fuckleheads. So I think you should buckle up, fuckleheads, and, um, uh, and taste some of this vodka. So I'm going to pour some of this. And as I do, mm-hmm. uh, I think it's important to say that it is a wheat vodka. Oh, I'm making a right mm-hmm. piece here of this, bed. It's a wheat vodka, and, um, and, it's, and it's Swedish. Uh, and it's made on a vintage copper rectification still from mm-hmm. 1929. So um, they, they make it in small batches. They use this wheat, and the wheat is what gives it a nice soft uh, quality, both in terms of a mouthfeel, but also in a flavour. You taste it. Mm-hmm. No, that's not one. Mm-hmm. There you go. Properly, that is properly rich. Um, the wheat is sourced locally from the nearby uh, Rabelhof estates. It's Swedish. As ever, our uh, European languages skills leave something to be desired. But um, uh, and it's locally sourced. I assume that means they, they grow it and then they pick it and use it for. This you are an, ex- you are an expert, aren't you? Ah, oh, it's really it's quite sweet as well. It's actually a bit like mashed Swede, Ben. I see um, what you mean. Yeah, but uh, it's it's a lovely, rich flavour, mm. and it's a, a beautiful vodka that goes with. The beautiful people, and I think we we can agree we're both fans of the Swedish uh, fans. We went yeah. to Stockholm, didn't we, Ben, to drink, and uh, came never felt so ugly in my life. 
Black eyes were yes. from walking into lampposts because oh, we were looking God. at women like this. And indeed men. We asked a, a labourer in the streets for directions and he, and he got up from his job and he was six foot something and very chiselled. Beautiful people. I love Sweden. Yes, they're very good. And this vodka, I like to... You can drink it neat, chilled. I like it neat. But you can have it with some meatballs. Uh, and Ikea do these lovely little beautiful jars of herrings with a dill sauce. That's nice. And they also do a good hot dog. Although, I think a few years ago, excrement was found in a couple of them. <laughs> Any lawyers listening, I'm not entirely sure that's true. But still, watch out, guys. Um, and it stands up to it stands up to the tournament pressure. I think so. It doesn't. It does. Doesn't uh, they, they match their aesthetics with their with the flavour there, and mm. um, I I think that's a very strong start from the Swedish. Yeah. Uh, who have we got next? We have got next, I think we're going to do Jameson's. Or the Jameson's. Irish. Yeah. Ah, yes. Let's get, let's get my Irish man up there. Who have you got, Tom? I've got the great, obviously, Roy Keane. Oh, I've got him as well. Oh, good, often, seen, often seen with a smile on his face. Yeah. Never seen with a smile yeah. on his face. Real people angry. person. I don't understand yeah. why he hasn't succeeded in management. Given that he's so, just I mean, so empathetic yeah. and tolerant, but I like Roy Keane. Got <laughs> yeah, a good beard on him. Very good. A very a legend of the game. Uh, yeah. if a little bit angry all the time. Yeah. Um, but the Jameson's produced at the Middleton Distillery over in Cork. Uh, mm-hmm. It's the world's biggest best-selling Irish whiskey. It's a blend. They use a malted and unmalted barley uh, in a pot still, and they also use a column uh, distilled uh, grain whiskey. So. That means that uh, it comes across as slightly sweeter um, than than some whiskies, and very very smooth. And it really is. Uh, this will you'll pick up a bottle of this for twenty three quid, Ben, uh, and I, I think you'll struggle to match mm. price for quality in terms of whiskey. If you're new to whiskey, this is a great introduction to, to whiskey. The mass debate in 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 the world of whiskey over mm-hmm. who came first, the Irish or the Scots, when it's when, when it, we talk about the invention of whiskey, but most people believe it was the Irish. They got real pedigree, and I'm going to give this a taste now. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's such it's such a drinkable whiskey, Jameson. And I'm having it with I'm having it with Jameson and ginger ale with a bit of lime. Hang on, there, people can see it there. Um, nice, and it's absolutely it's fantastic. Obviously, people don't think. Um, that whiskey can be refreshing, but in a summer, over ice with a bit of ginger ale and a bit of lime, it tastes absolutely brilliant. Yeah, that's a. Uh, I mean, the, the, they are going to get through, I believe, on the strength of that because uh, yeah. if they do, there'll be a match up in the last sixteen with the Scottish. Uh, the Middleton Distillery produces some great single malts as well, so uh, I think they're going to get through. A, well, what, through on the strength. Why there was a there was the Kofi still, wasn't it? That's what separates it, the. Um, it the was. Irish they do. Scots. They do now use the column still in this, but they just they turned it down um, when Enos Kofi and Irishman presented it to them. They decided they didn't want to use the Kofi still back in the day. Uh, the Scots saw the Kofi still as an opportunity to make their whiskey cheaper. So who thought they? they who thought they were caught for that? Yeah, so they embraced it and they made whiskey the global success that it is today, whereas the Irish were kind of the, the industry was decimated. But it is reviving, which we will, I'm yeah. sure, see in the 
in the last 16. Okay, what have we got next then, Ben? What's the next one? Well, the next one, we're going to go for Spain. Hang on, hang right. on. Where have we got that? Let's go for... There you go. Oh, oh there yeah. we are. There oh, he is. Okay. You've got that, and I've got... What have, uh, you got? what have you got there, Tom? I've got a fisherman who's asleep on the job there in Spain. Nicking our um, fish. Nicking our fish. Yeah, if you want to... Breaking our quotas. If you want to hear us masterfully uh, rhyme... Uh, Clicking castanets while stealing fish from English nets. Go back to our poem. Yeah, we're very proud of that. Very proud. But well, so, what have we got, a fisherman? Well, we Tom, we got Ben. Well, Tom, in Euro 2016, I don't know if you remember, but Sp- the Spanish had a complete mare going out to Italy in the last 16, and four years later, they're doing it again. They've turned up with a mare. Not really. <laughs> it's called Gin Mare, but it's a little bit of a play on words there feeble wordplay yes. there um and this is a beautiful barcelona born gin barcelona born gin uh, and it's bursting with lots of beautiful botanicals there's it olives is. in there mediterranean there's olives thyme rosemary and rather aptly basil the notorious nemesis of that spanish waiter behind me so it's got lots of beautiful botanicals and it makes a wonderful martini i've made myself a martini here have a look at that and I've got some rosemary from my garden. Overdone on the rosemary a bit. The garnish is a bit <laughs> ambitious, but sorry, um, it's a Wednesday. Yeah, and it goes it goes brilliantly this with food. Actually, they serve it over there a, a lot with the food with those little plates of food they do over in Spain. Tapas, mm. tapas, Spanish barbas, and all of that, and those little fried fish. And talking of fish, uh, I've served mine up in one of these. Actually, this is more of a wine glass, but it looks like the copper serve, doesn't it? That the gin and oh. tonics are now being served in over in, a, in, a, in, in Spain. And that is a bit like a goldfish bowl. And what we'd say about that serve in particular is don't bother. Um, no. If you're not a good bartender, it's a shit way to serve your gin and tonics uh, because you'll have wet eyes that just, just dissolves too quickly, dilutes the drink. Um, in Spain, they'll fill that up to about there, which is why it works. Um, but that is yeah. a fantastic gin. I have to yeah. say, Jim Mare. It's very, I think it's a perfect, it's perfect aperitif. Um, and it's perfect after a hard day pushing donkeys off clock towers. Yeah, or something to drink just before you sleep on the job. Yeah. So there we go. The Spanish have cut turned up with a very, very good gin. Again, that's only 25 quid. 25 quid that, from Tesco's. Insane. But anyway, not too shabby at all. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Shall we move on to our final contender for the group? And it's not looking good for them, I don't mind saying, but we're on to Poland. Poland. Now on paper, Poland could have won this group, but as Brian Clough famously said, you don't play football on paper, you play football on grass which brings us seamlessly tom onto our drink what have you got there well i have got bison grass vodka this is zebrovka yeah um and that's why there's a bison in the picture taken on the irish (laughs) (laughs) couldn't be a more apt picture 
Um, and um, yeah, so so the Zabrovka vodka, one we're particularly fond of because we used it in our very first incarnation of our Thinking Drinkers comedy shows, which yeah. we're returning to theatres. I dressed up year. as a bison, didn't I? You did, and you sat in, on the audience member without permission, uh, different different times, different weren't times. they? Um, I remember one time you sat on an actual reviewer. <laughs> yeah, but he was from a magazine called Scott's Gate Magazine, and I like to think my... Just push the... Star, I think we got another star for what I did to that <laughs> poor fellow. Maybe. But a Zabrovka bison grass vodka is made in Poland um, and it's named because it's flavoured with an aromatic uh, grass called Hirokloi Odorata. Amazing, amazing. Or bison grass, which is a lot easier <clears> to <throat> say. And it's very expensive bison grass. Perhaps about £400 for a kilo of this stuff. I imagine they deal deal the grass down the Polish playgrounds. It's that cool. And uh, despite the fact that the grass itself costs a lot of money, the bottle of this will only cost you £20 on the whiskey exchange, which, again, we've got some extraordinary value for money on our vodkas. Now, it's, um, it is a fantastic vodka, and that bison grass adds a little green hue to it and also adds a beautiful bit of spice herbal. herbal. And I'd go as far to say grassy. And it, but also quite sweet. Oh, it's very good gear, and you can have it with apple juice in a yeah. tatanka. That's the uh, traditional Polish serve, isn't it? Good suggestion. A, um, a price of twenty pounds for that, for a quality of that, is unheard of. Ben. Mm. Unheard, being a, a, a bison reference, and it's um, and it tastes divine, or should I say, bovine. Oh, very good. <laughs> is well, it? Are, are bison's bovine? I don't know if they are. Sort of cows, aren't they? They look like <laughs> what cows. Have you got? What have you well, got? Well, I'd like to talk about the bison in my um, in my picture because uh, my my wife is from Polish stock, and we go over to Poland quite a lot. I love Poland, and did you know that that is a very very uh, frequent sight? In Poland, every Polish household, by law, has to have a bison in the living room, just looking out the window. So that's why they're so obsessed with it. And I've got this. I've gone down to the local uh, sort of drinks mart place and near me, and got Zuba, which is Polish for bison, six percent. Now this beer owns fourteen percent of the Polish beer market. And it's very popular amongst the expat community in London. Mm. And? It's very nice. Is it? 6%. I think it's very nice. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and it's got, do you know the difference between, what's the difference between a buffalo and a bison? I don't know, Ben. You can't what's wash your hands in a buffalo. Oh. And also they're two completely separate animals. animals. Yeah. So there you go. Um, wow, that is, that is, I mean, I have to say that is good, but I'm going to put the vodka against the vodka as we can do that in this round, and I'm going to give it to the Swedish. So I, I and as much as I that is, think well, that's quite that controversial beer. given that the Polish invented vodka. It is, but this is, uh, this is extraordinary stuff. Beer. And also the Swedes have got some, I think the, the, the Polish have probably got a lot of vodka to offer, but the Swedes have got a bit of diversity coming up in the drinks world for the depth, next round. So, depth. Um, I know you love a bit of Polish sausage, Ben, but I think they are, uh, uh, Christ knows, when we go on tour and Ben's had a night on the Polish sausage, the van. Copacabanos. 
absolutely reeks. So yeah. I know you do have a bit of Polish sausage, but um, but the Swedes edge it for me. I think yeah. the Spanish have got to go through. Yeah, with that Jim Mare, amazing stuff. Again, they've got lots of drink stuff in the locker, and the Irish with their Jamison with the Jamison, Jamison whiskey. Yeah, they go through the plucks of the Irish, plucky Irish go through. And they're going to face the Scottish in the last 16. I can see that already in our, in our, uh, the way things have broken up. So that'll be, that'll be the battle of the whiskeys. That'll be a good one. So that's it. I think those are well done. Well done. Um, I think everyone's learned something there today. And I think football was the winner. So thank you very much for uh, listening, watching. Please uh, spread the word, listen to our podcast. All the information about where to buy all this stuff will be below the videos. Um, please join us next time for Group F, the final group, which I think has got the French. And it's got Vive la France in there. And it's got the Germans as well, I think. Uh, yeah, it's got the Germans Ooh. and the Portuguese and Northern Ireland who managed to qualify. So it's going to be, that's going to be another belter. That is. Brilliant. So, all right. Uh, thanks very much. Uh, we're off to do some other stuff now. Bye. Cheers. Cheers.